Welcome to the Mindset Explosion podcast. Unlock your true self and your full potential with me, Matt Redman. I truly believe the rising tide raises all ships and we have so much to give the world. It comes from within and it starts with ourselves. We all have the potential to live our dreams, do the things we thought we couldn't and take full control of our own lives. Sometimes we just feel stuck. It, all it takes is that first step. Take a listen. And if you are enjoying the podcast, don't forget, share it with a friend. Give us a five-star review. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Mindset Explosion. It's season five. Would you believe it? I know I say that every episode, I reckon. <laughs> and it's episode 14. We're talking today about passion, property, and our purpose. I've joined today by lovely Safina. Uh, if you are listening to this on the podcast, obviously drop us in a five-star review because that just it's just a nice thing to do. And if you don't like it, just don't worry. Just you find another podcast that you enjoy. Um, so in a second, Safina's going to introduce herself and then we'll have our we'll find out a little bit about our quick fire favorites and things we like, don't like. And then we'll dive a little bit deeper into Safina's journey. I'm really excited to have you on, Safina, because we spoke about this Ron Mastermind for business branding marketing through a, a disruptive Rob Moore progressive. And I enjoyed that journey so much. And I think we've been in a couple of breakout rooms. So I've been really looking forward to this. It's taken a bit of a while for us to you know bring it together. But I'm so I'm so grateful for you to come on the show today. Um so uh, obviously, we'll find out about any exciting projects like podcasts that you got coming up with the, the name. I stole your title, put it into <laughs> a podcast coming up. No pressure. Um, <laughs> we'll find out uh, a little bit more about that later on. But in a few words, uh, Safina, again, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit more about what you do and what you're all about. <laughs> oh, thank you, Matt. It's This is the very first podcast I've been invited on. And thank you for having me on. Yeah, so um, I'm Safina. I'm a private investor in properties and businesses. Um, I'm a wife and a mother. I have a I have two adult children, one who's on the autism spectrum. And um, my journey, uh, well, it all started um, when I was um, a child, basically. Um, I grew up in a, um, I don't know how to start. I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, so. I'll tell you a little bit about my background. My parents um, were immigrants. They came from East Africa in Kenya in the late 60s. Um, I was born in London. Uh, my father uprooted us and moved us to Leicester, of all the places in East Midlands. So I grew up there. Um, and my father, um, he sort of had, he also was a bit of an entrepreneur, but he wasn't very good at being a successful one. So he worked at, as a motor mechanic in um, the Leicester City bus services. And he also uh, he also used to buy properties, but he used to buy properties to do up and live in and then think, OK, let's move on. Let's just buy another one. And he's just sold them. So he was just buying, doing them up and selling them for a small profit. But we were sort of moving from one place to another, from one house to another. So I think the property bug, that's where it started. So seeing that happening. And um, so that's what sort of started my interest in property. I was also a child who loved learning and I used to love playing board games at the time. <laughs> didn't have these, uh, you know, didn't have online games. And um, so I got really into a lot of um, 
general knowledge games. Monopoly was my favourite, again, to do with property. So it's all there. Yeah. Um, I think that's also when my entrepreneurial spirit came out because I used to love um, making money, saving, saving and using the savings to do what I wanted, buy what I want. Um, so it's, um, I think I also did a lot of jumble sales baked cakes, sold into my neighbours and um, my mum's friends, so they helped me out. Um, I also, I think I enjoyed, I enjoyed making money in that respect. So um, I I think it was early teenagers, I became an Avon rep and um, Littlewood's um, catalogue person, again, trying to sell things to mum's friends and other people just to make a commission, just to earn a little bit of money and um just had a fascination for learning so i got into reader's digest if you remember what that is yeah. <laughs> um there was um there was encyclopedias in book form as opposed to online so lots of things lots of books and things i bought because i just had this fascination of just wanting to learn things and absorb as much as i can um, so that's how my journey started in terms of property. And I um, ended up going to a local comprehensive school. It was, um, it was, a, it was a low performing school. They ha didn't have high expectations of um, their pupils. And um, that's, that's when I sort of learned that um, in order to sort of learn more about yourself and what you want to learn, you've got to do it yourself. Um, there are schools that you know brilliant schools that you've got teachers who push you but this school was not like that and instead of saying to people that you know you need to learn you need to work hard they were more of um just do whatever you want and you'll just end up being um you know on a yts scheme which there's nothing wrong with yts schemes i don't know what if you remember what yts schemes are not old enough probably youth trainers you. <laughs> <laughs> i think you are so um, that's um, that's how I ended up. So I got enough, I got good enough grades, but they weren't good enough to do A levels. And at that time, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And so I um, then decided to go into a sixth form college. They had six form colleges at the time because you had five years, didn't you? Fifth year and then sixth form. They didn't have um, six years. What they call year twelve and thirteen now. Yeah. So um, I ended up going to a sixth form college, um, decided to do O-levels at the time, <laughs> they were, instead of GCSEs. So I did um, three different new subjects, sociology, economics and computing. And that, um, that sort of opened up a few doors about what I wanted to do. I had a fascination then in economics. I loved it and maths. And I thought, oh, that's what that's interesting. You know, that's something that covers a lot of aspects of the economy life and everything else so um that's what um i then did after i did my a levels um i went on to do an economics degree and then later on um it, by that time it was the early 90s there was high unemployment interest rates were high there was strict monetary policy thatcher was um the prime minister then i think it was some um, major didn't he yeah and then it was really high unemployment. So when I graduated, it was very, very difficult, difficult and challenging to find a job. Um, I applied for a number of um, graduate training positions. It was difficult. 
um, I apply to the big um, accountancy, the big four accountancy firms, Pricewaterhouse, Arthur Andersons and the rest of it. Again, I didn't get in. I didn't get positions. And I think it was mainly to do with the fact that it was high unemployment and also my ethnicity, I think, because I was a woman and um, I was a person of colour. At that time, it was very difficult. There was a lot of discrimination as well. And um, and also there weren't many people who were actually getting degrees. It was mainly people who were you know, privately educated and really high performing comprehensive schools that were getting degrees. So and then they were their background in terms of schooling also helped them to get jobs and things. And I think I was disadvantaged with in that respect. So it was a difficult and challenging time not having a job. So I was unemployed for about six months. Um, which I didn't like. I was doing sort of part-time jobs. Um, and then an opportunity arose late 1992 where um, Middlesex um, University was offering a, um, a program. Uh, if you were unemployed for certain, that you had to meet certain criteria, you had to have a first degree. And then I, then I went to do that course. It was like a scholarship. They paid for my fees, the accommodation, everything. So I ended up back in London where I wanted to be in the first place. And then I did a year of um, a, a MSc in Applied Computing Technology. So that's when I moved into IT. Um, again, that was a very challenging time. Um, it was mainly sort of predominantly um, males in this campus. It was Bounds Green University, Bounds Green Campus of the Middlesex University, which is now shut they've actually built housing there so um i ended up doing that um that pushed me into it um and so i moved into an it career for then nine years so that spanned over nine years but while i was in it um i worked very hard for one year in a in a small company where i was working long hours early mornings late evenings weekends um so i sort of established myself there and there was one particular person who saw that i was quite hard working and he decided that he wanted to start his own company and he took me on board and that's when my freelance career in it started um and then while i was working in it as um, an it contractor i kept saving all the money um i was staying in um a which you can call an HMO now a room shared with two other girls and paying minimum rent as possible to save as much money as possible so that I could put down a deposit for uh, my first house and that's how it all began so it was savings and then buying my first property bought my first property in London that is and then um, had a tenant or had a um, lodger who helped me pay the mortgage. And then I thought to myself, um, this is the way to go. Um, so I started just doing this over and over again, um, buying property. If it needed a bit of refurbishment, good, I did that. But most of the properties that I did buy um, didn't need too much of um, major refurbishments. So uh, within a few months, they were let out and then the income started coming in. Um, I also didn't like the fact that I saw a number of properties in London uh, through estate agents, which I really wanted to purchase, did all the legwork and everything else, and then found out 
that um, they were sort of sold to someone else. So I was gazumped a number of times. Then I thought to myself, I don't really like this. So then I started exploring auctions and started looking at auction properties, and um, which I knew that you know at the end of 28 days or whatever, the property's yours. Nobody's going to take it away from you if you come up with the funds. And um, so I think it was a few years later, five years later, that um, I had enough income to actually leave the leave the IT profession and then just do what I wanted to do. And that's my property journey. So um, it was quite slow because I'm not where some people could be in two years' time. It was a slow but steady journey. And when I started, there weren't too many property um, courses out there for people to learn. So whatever I learned, I learned from experience and practice. And, um, yeah, that's me in a nutshell. That's yeah. Brilliant. That's such a... You know, thank you for sharing your story, Asafina, because it's, it's, it's really diverse. And I, you know, I was interested in some of the which you made on in there as well, which we'll come back to in just a bit. Um, you said you like learning, basically. And obviously, on your website, you love to learn. Um, probably similar to me, I, I my school grades weren't great, and I had to go back and do them again, and then did whatever I did. And um, so I could relate a lot to what you were saying. And um, I love the fact, really, it's, I think we said before we came on air, is that you know it's just got to go at your own pace with anything really as long as you're happy it's, sometimes we can get caught up in what other people are doing i think sometimes oh we got to do the class um yeah. i'm gonna do our not so quick fire round and find out what how you like to consume your information and how you like to learn um so do you prefer podcast or youtube podcast podcast well, that now. yeah <laughs> i love i've been listening to them for so many years and it's just just amazing you can do things and you can listen to them while you're walking the dogs or you know um in the car so it's yeah. brilliant and in the olden days you used to have the cds yeah <laughs> podcast brilliant any yeah. topic yeah yeah brilliant have you got a, have you got a favorite a go-to lewis has and um yeah. yeah and of course um rob moore of Gosh. course yeah of course without saying yeah, yeah. Definitely. Okay, so on that note, do you prefer a book or audio? Audio. Same yeah. reason, right? <laughs> Yeah, I'm the same. <laughs> but um, lately, I've look, um, I'm on Kindle, so I tend to just sort of read just before I go to bed. Yeah. But rather than listen, but more of an audio person. Yeah. yeah. Especially when they're reading it themselves. I, I quite find, I found out a lot of those ones that you kind of get some extra nuggets because they're reading it have you got a favorite or what one you're on at the moment um, i'm reading mark stokes um book on commercial conversions oh okay, yeah. yeah and it's brilliant it is okay. absolutely brilliant yeah is that next part of your strategy going off top it of is yeah so um yeah so i'm moving away from residential investments into commercial to resi yeah and um so that's my um next project Brilliant. Yeah. That's a long-term strategy. That's that's where we want to get to. Um, at some yes. point. So, yeah, brilliant. Thank you for sharing that one. And do you prefer a mentor or mastermind or go your own way? Well, I think the best way is mentor, but I have been going my own way for the last <laughs> 20 years. Yeah. So, um, yes, I think mentoring and uh, masterminds as well. But I think they need to be a small, intimate group. Yeah. Um, to get the best out of things because um, 
as you, I wear many hats and I'm sort of in my finger in a lot of pies. Mm. Um, I've, um, I'm on Jonathan Jay's business. Yes. I'm not, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, BMM. Yes. And oh. um, yeah, a few others as well. Are you still with Jonathan? Yes, I am. Because wow. yeah. um, I told you, I start, I, I think I started in May 2020, but I didn't purchase any of his um, wow. mentoring things. And I then I did start this January. So I've done about three sessions. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, did you go to Richmond in January? You weren't there, really. um, I went to Richmond in um, November, just before I signed up. And then now I'm, I've signed up for his virtual rather than the face-to-face -face ones at the moment. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah. It's good. So that recently. Yeah. It's good. Um, all right. And who's have you got like a, a favorite, most influential person or past or present? Um, I would say um, currently it's Tony Robbins. I absolutely love Tony Robbins. I think most people do. Um, closer to home, it would definitely be Rob Moore. <laughs> He's just so amazing. It's just, um, and he's so generous in his sharing um, because I believe in him. I also bought one of his NFTs. I'm not sure. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well. <laughs> did the worker, the influencer level. Yeah. So um, I've signed up for all these courses, these property courses that I'm going to be doing as well, consuming. I don't know when I'm going to find the time, but I'll do it. Um, yeah, so I would say it's... Um, Um, Darnegi, yeah, um, and I think the most, the most, the book that's had the most effect on me is um, How to Win Friends and Influence People, Del Carnegie's book. That's just, yeah. um, I think, one of the best books. And a short read, um, a short book or small book would be Richest um, Man in Babylon. Yeah. I think everybody should read that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Awesome. Oh, great drops there, Safina. Thank you. Um, I'm sure I'll see you at Progressive then because uh, I'm probably, I think I've done most of those courses. You but they are so good. You meet so many great people. And obviously that's, you know, we've connected through the business branding and JJ. So there you go. Yep. <laughs> there we go. It's funny how the networks do interlink quite a lot. And I, I find, um, I love the being around like-minded people and you can talk about stuff like this and it's like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, people, yeah. And even when you're at the beginning of something, it's like, oh, wow, that's so cool. That's so inspiring. So yeah, thank you for those shares. All right. Um, oh, wait, mouse is not working. I'm trying to get my notes up. So what would you say has been um, your biggest challenge and how did you overcome it? Okay. I think my biggest challenge... Um that had the most impact on me was the fact that um, when my son was diagnosed with um, ASD, also known as autism spectrum disorder or ASC, autism spectrum condition, um, when he was diagnosed at two and a half, we were told that he wouldn't speak, he wouldn't have his language, um, he was regressing quite a lot. And then um, that sort of allowed me to think about things differently about neurodiverse people because to me autism when he was told he had autism it just the thing that springs into your um, head is rain man you know yeah. a um, autistic person and that was a big challenge for me because um i had then to think of um how i was going to help him 
Um, so that um, led me to do a number of um, training courses on parenting and learning about speech and language um, and social communication, all kinds of things to help him. Um, and it was very difficult and it just brought um, back a lot of things that you take for granted. If you have children, you think that's it, you know, they're going to be fine, but some of them aren't. Um, and then um, I think how I overcame it was through learning again and getting support from other people. Um, again, nothing's given to you. You've got to explore things for yourself, learn about things. Um, if somebody gives you a little tip, a signpost, take it on and then just explore and help. And um, now, after all that, all the input, I suppose, the early intervention, which is very important, um, he's speaking, he's um, high functioning, um, he's cognitively able. Um, so, um, yeah, really happy about that. And um, I was told he wouldn't speak, but it, don't listen to what people tell you. Do what you have to do. And, um, yeah, you'll get there. Yeah. And um, so the second challenge, well, that brings me on to the other challenge again to do is with his autism. Um, children like my son are actually, um, they're, they're sort of not given the attention that they deserve and they are treated differently in schools, um, in some schools, not all schools. Mm -hmm. And my son had a period of exclusions and he was out of school for six months or so. So I know how it feels as a parent to have your child at home, to teach them, to homeschool them, to help them try and find another placement so that was a big challenge that was two years of um, that happening and um, it led to myself taking the schools to tribunal just to fight for a justice and you know fight for his rights and that was the most challenging period of my life I would say but I did overcome come it by thinking about him if I'm not there for him, then nobody else is going to be there for him. So that was that's what kept me going, my son. Yeah. Wow, oh, that's um, yeah. Thank thank you again for sharing that story, Safina. And something I just wanted to say actually that because obviously you talked about quite a few challenges at the beginning as well that you've had throughout your life. But um, what I wanted to say, whenever I've seen you on Mastermind, when we've been in a couple of breakout rooms, you're always smiling. You're always so happy. <laughs> so, um, and I know you know that. Things like oh, and he's my, my eldest son is deaf, so I know it's not a, it's not the same. But you've brought back you know how hard that was at the beginning. Like now he's fourteen, but you know, having um, some speech development as well. So it, it's hard when you you're a parent and you expect him one thing, and then you got to learn. So yeah, so overcoming those challenges is important. And just I, I know I said to you off air, but for those listening. As you know, I have another podcast collaboration with Andrew Wu. It's the Inner Power podcast on Tuesdays, 11, 11 a.m. And tomorrow morning, uh, we are interviewing Charlie Morehouse uh, about how he is overcome, overcome or how he's learned to live with um, autism, Asperger's. And some of the challenges that you've said as well, that he was, you know, his mum was told and how he's, he's, he's learned to make that part of his life. So, so it's going to be a great listen. I've had, I've had Charlie on twice to interview because and every time, Sabine, I learn something. And I learned something and then implement it in my own life. Um, very inspiring young man. But anyway, that's... Uh, I'll be tuning into that. 
Yeah, Definitely. thank you. Yeah, I'll drop you a link over, but it's, yeah, the Inner Power podcast. Um, so, and so obviously, mindset is a big thing. And I know when um, to, to do like half of what you do, it, it does come down to mindset, to going for some, you know, that challenge that you spoke about, even when you were trying to find work. You know, that's a, that's a big mindset challenge. And I think a lot, my mum always says to me, you can either be a victim or survivor. And you, you've obviously tried, Done, you, done what you can right I'm going to control the outcome of my life and how I'm going to be a, a mum and run business so what is it that you do that say um, like how do, how do you how did you develop your mindset what do you do to keep your mindset in check okay I listen to a lot of um, motivational speakers um, also read well audio listen to um a few books as well lewis house is amazing at the moment um he always gets inspirational people to speak on his podcast um from health wealth happiness mindset everything um so it's also um yeah i think that's what it is that helps me and also having this why my why is my son and my family if you have that why that's gets you to do the things to move forward and not just um, just stay in one place and ruminate over things, just go forward and, um, yeah, think about your why and your reasons why you do these things. And at the end of the day, we, we are here to serve other people, you know, be it family or others, to help them. And that's what's really important. Yeah. Um, Again, at some point, I didn't mention it, in the 90s, I became a seminar junkie. So I really enjoyed going to these live events and um, picking up lots of nuggets of information and that inspires you. And that also helps you with building your mindset so you're amongst people who want to have that same goal. Yeah. yeah definitely. I think, like you said, even just listening to... Um a book or audio or podcast it has because you'll put it's like you're feeding it and what what you feed is what's gonna grow into grow. yeah yeah definitely so you know obviously there's lots of courses out there and they you know if you haven't got the money or whatever you're not sure to, just put a podcast on yeah. yeah listen to podcasts and youtube videos but podcasts there's just so many out there you know yeah. whatever you whatever topic that you want to learn or want to focus on it's there yeah, it's amazing. Definitely. Mm -hmm. And I think if you can get to an event or a seminar, like you said, that, oh my God, it's worth its weight in gold, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. Events even if you're an introvert, even if you're an yeah. introvert. Because... <laughs> yeah, you do. I, I do. Oh my gosh. Um, I, was, I was at Peterborough again at the weekend for um, one. And yeah, just nice meeting people. But it's, it's different in person. Uh, don't get me wrong. There's a place for Zoom, <laughs> <laughs> of course. But uh, it's it's nice when you can get to that event, and it, and it does it how enables it obviously enables us to grow that little bit more. Oh, brilliant! So, would you, what would you say is your been your biggest like aha moment that you've had? It's like ah, this is it. When did it happen? What was it? Um, I think it was the fact that um, when I had my salary was matching my income. And I thought to myself, that can be done and you can 
you you can do things that you set your mind to and that's what my um that's what my goal was um to do so that i could do that and then um start a family and then focus on the family um of course there there aren't there's nothing wrong with um you liking a job and wanting to go out and work and dealing and coming home to a family there's nothing wrong with that i and um it's just that's how i chose to do things um yeah that's the aha moment isn't it i guess yeah. we were so socially conditioned freedom. yeah definitely it, i think it was so socially conditioned at school and yeah, get that job get the it's like the game of the you know you said about board games i was thinking of the game of life i, I just love monopoly everyone hates me i think can we play monopoly can we play? no no yeah they do <laughs> no <laughs> no we don't like it um and the game of life so it's like get married have a baby you remember the advert your life's gonna go <laughs> yeah i remember yeah, yeah. So i think we, we do get socially conditioned so that's why it's good to put yourself on things like the podcast the audios at these different events um because it gets you into that mindset and it, you're feeding it all the time because it's easy to pick up the Something's a bit negative, not quite what we want. Um, so uh, we talked about some of your challenges, but come on, let's hear some of the wins. What what have been your biggest wins, whether it be the last 12 months? Um, what's been your yeah. biggest I think um, the last 12 months, I think the, my biggest wins are actually um, doing something that I kept putting on the back burner, procrastinating, um, the business buying course. Um, I've started implementing that as well. Um, the letter writing, I've done that. I've had four positive responses, which oh, I've got wow. to work on this week. Yeah. Um, and also my uh, goal last year was to buy a commercial property. So I bought a commercial property, um, which at the moment we're deciding whether we're just going to go for the planning as opposed to find commercial tenants, because I did have a couple of commercial tenants who were interested. And I thought to myself, should I just just let it out or should I just um, develop it? And I think I'm going to go for the development route. So um, those two things are my biggest wins um, last 12 months. Um, yeah, and also um, on the BMM, I joined up and signed up for it. Um, coming to almost yeah last may june i'm so happy about that so that is a win in itself for me um being around like-minded people and networking um i think the lesson that i've learned throughout the years is networking that is really really important and um you have to get yourself out there and if to anyone who's starting up i think networking is really vital and masterminds yeah uh, what a great tip 100 percent. and because i was always, like i said i am a bit shy and we, we were just saying that we can uh, just that networking has become a bit easier now and i think because it is a comfortable environment as as in it's comfortable got to be uncomfortable get comfortable being uncomfortable but um like like you said that that like-minded people so what sector so you're doing business buying that's kind of you're at the beginning of that that journey so be interesting to see what what happens by the end of the year have you got a sector that you're looking at um, yes, con construction and complementary businesses yeah. to property. So, yeah, um, yeah that's Brilliant. what I'm looking at. See that, that's what I'm thinking. I'm going to come back to it at a later date. 
<laughs> How many letters did you send out, Savina? I sent out 552 so far. I've got another batch to do. Yeah. But um, we'll see what happens with these um, these ones first. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I did about 1,000 last year. And I, I was like, I think it was the right sort of time in that I, I couldn't do anything else because we were back in lockdown. And I spent January, February, it was either on the phone or on a Zoom. I probably had about a good 40 calls. And then we, we bought the oh, first wow. one. Yeah, it's a bit of inspiration for you. So we bought the first one in May, which was a gym with a salon. Uh, we, we kind of worked more on a salon. And I should have completed. It's taken ages. I can't say who it is because they, they are a bit connected to us. So um, there's another place that we're looking at in Brighton. It should have finished in September. But it's, unfortunately, it's just working them, those little bits out um but yeah really excited so but i'm going to take because i want to focus on the property um i i, I haven't got the patience for the long windows <laughs> they're small businesses like beauty it's not not like construction which i imagine um solicitors would work much faster on there but yeah it's really it's a good network it's good network yeah. like too, if you're in this facebook kind of whatsapp group that pings me every five minutes at Oh five gosh! Minutes. No, I'm the group. I started okay. ignoring. I started ignoring the WhatsApp messages, and then realised I was ignoring important messages from family members too. <laughs> so, I just I put the groups on silent because they were pinging at like three a.m. It, it was getting ridiculous. Anyway, we're moving off off track here, but but again, <laughs> you talk about network, and it is important because you know the deal makers made a really good friend connection and. Um, I'm probably going to do some an SAJV with him, even though he's not done the property courses. So, yeah, it's uh, it, it it all has, and I think sometimes those networks do uh, overlap a lot. And again, it's just being around the like-minded people, um, big big difference. And those goals you set, brilliant. So, I've kind of you've answered my next question is what you're working on right now. So it's um, it's obviously the commercial, and. Um, your business buying so are you looking to take on one or is it just like a few um the commercial business side of things just take on one yeah at the moment um and then because of the property courses my 70 percent is um rob puts it 70 20 10 my 70 percent is the business buying at the moment 20 percent of the commercial and then 10 percent is the online learning because i do another goal that I want to do is set up an online subscription course for property yeah. um, you know very small um, price to pay and then um, do that kind of things because I do want to share my knowledge and my own experience with others and to help others as well and um, to give them the inspiration that if I can do it anyone can and it doesn't matter about your background your ethnicity anything if you put your mind to it you can achieve it and um yeah prove it to yourself not to others mm. I, love I love that that surely will be on your um podcast episode oh, it will yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the other thing i've got to do i've got to start yeah. that at some point well anyone listening i think surely they agree let's get safina yeah, get this amazing. podcast going just do it just do it just do it just do it yeah i will <laughs> Um, have you got a plan for when that's to launch or is it just kind of a work in progress at the moment? I think I'm going to have to get my head down and start it and then hopefully launch it. I think this month, that's what I'll say to myself. Yeah. 
Uh, what would Anthony Robbins say there? I think I should, I will, maybe. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I must. I know. Now, Safina, so that means everyone <laughs> can hold you to account. <laughs> yes, I think that's what I need. <laughs> I'm going to share this link in a group on WhatsApp where Rob's going to come on and comment. I hope so. Oh, there no. we go. That's it. No <laughs> and Jeanette Linfoot. There we go. <laughs> Loads of others. <laughs> <Can't even move. laughs> former, former champion boxer. Mm. Watch out now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sabrina, but we're here to rise and tie raises all ships, as we say, isn't it? So, um, what one piece of advice would you give your younger self? I would say networking, um, being around like minded people, don't be shy, just get out there. and um, yeah, because I think that's really important. I mean, the the saying network, your net worth, your network is your net worth, or vice versa. I think that is really important and it does have a lot of meaning. And um, using that to your advantage will help you go further. Because with me, I didn't do that. And this is why my journey has been slow, but steady. If I had done that earlier, I think I would have scaled up um, a lot faster. And been able to right. Sorry? Sorry to cut into it, but you're happy with your journey, right? I am happy. I am very happy. And this is why I when you see other people, you start comparing yourself, just stop. Don't do that. Everybody's journey is their journey. And um it's unique. You're unique. You can't be doing what other people have been doing or are doing. It's you, you're unique. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Nice mic drop right at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, It's it's been real wonderful to hear your your journey, your story. And um, yeah, I wish you every success, obviously. Um, And you said you like, uh, you you do like to help people. I can can see that. Is um, is there any way, um, is there anything you're looking for at the moment? I know you're always on lookout for joint ventures and investors, but... Um, I'm on most of the social media platforms, Instagram, LinkedIn. Um, Just look for Safina Agios, just one word. Um, In Instagram, I'm Safina underscore Agios. And um, yeah, so my name is quite unique. So you'll be able to find me anywhere. Um, And um, my mission is to help people who are um, cash rich and time poor to invest in um, properties, get a better return on their investments like you. And also I'm looking for JV partners because um, I'm always finding, I'm a person who finds a lot of deals, but I just don't have the funding behind me to pursue them. Anything from commercial developments to old police stations, everything. If you look out there, they are there. Just, um, yeah, people to help me fund them. Definitely. The same problem I got. <laughs> we got to find the deals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we have fun. a lot of things in common. We really yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, oh, and any questions, uh, if you're watching on a rerun, just drop them in there and in the comments, and one of us will definitely get back to you. I'll tag you in after, probably Safina, of course. Um, 
thank you for watching everyone and thank you for listening don't forget nice five star review and share away because it just helps and let's have some hearts today because they're nice why not it's uh, april <laughs> thank you Peace. thank you please thank you sabina i'll speak to you in just a second okay goodbye Hi, it's Matt Rubman again. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please check out my other podcasts. I've really interviewed some great people with some great stories talking about how they overcame and developed their own mindset. If you've enjoyed that much, of course, give me a five-star review. Don't forget to share and like.